bless his name. Amen. Eternal God, our Father, how we exalt and how we extol your name because you are the great I am. You brought us all the way. Haven't always been where we are. Haven't always lived how we live, but you brought us. And our soul says, yes. Thank you for your people today, our God. I remember a time when I had a sermon, didn't have nobody preached to. Thank you for giving me a place and a people, the pastor and shepherd. We pray for our leadership of our church and pray for every deacon, every elder, every associate minister, every pastor, every missionary, every child of God because you have called us to go tell the good news of our Savior. We bind every demon spirit that will come against us now and we plead the blood of Jesus. Give your servant preaching clarity and give your people a listener to heart to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. We lift up hung down heads. We pray for those who are discouraged. Thank you now. But you are still our all in all. So we thank you now. Bless our nation. We pray for our president and pray you give him wills that men. We bind that demon spirit of racism that keep raising its demonic and devilish head. We, re we rebuke it in Jesus' name. I'm a child of God. I can't hate nobody regardless of the color of their skin, regardless of their religion, regardless of their sexual orientation. As a believer, we can't hate anybody. So we thank you right now. Take your servant, use me for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. And all those who love the Lord say thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Amen. 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 Psalms number 23. Ushers, you may let others come in. This is the Psalms that we have been preaching from under the theme, Hope and Healing for Hurting Christians. Hope and Healing for hurting Christians. And uh, so let's read again in your, in your daily time of reading, uh, 
read the 23rd number of the Psalms, read at least 15 minutes, and then pray at least 15 minutes a day or more, but start off. So this Psalm, Psalms number 23, you read the Psalms that corresponds to your age and the Proverbs concerning to what date it is. And you read Proverbs for wisdom and you read the Psalms for courage, all right? So everybody to the 23rd number of the Psalms, all right? Let's read out loud. I'm reading from the King James Version of Psalms 23, all right? Let's read. The Lord is my shepherd, shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadows of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Grass withereth, the flower faded, but the word of our God shall stand forever. We want to focus on verse number three. He restored my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. I want to tag this text. I want to talk about I've fallen and I can't get up. Amen. You may be seated. He, he restored my soul. I've fallen and I can't get up. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and ask them, have you ever fallen? Amen. Amen. All right. Amen. Amen. I've fallen. Can't get up. David, the author of this psalm, had a personal relationship with, with God. This psalm, like 99% of the Bible, is written to the saints. There's only three kinds of people in the world, the saints, the ain'ts, and the taints. The saints are those who are saved. The ain'ts are those who are not saved. And the taints are the saints who's living like ants. In, other, in order for this to make sense, one must know the chief shepherd. In order for the Bible, in order for worship, in order for what we do to make sense, 
you must know the chief shepherd and his name is Jesus. If you're looking uh, for answers, you need to look no further than the chief shepherd. He is Jesus and he's enough, not only for time, but throughout all eternity. Jesus is all that you need. Somebody say, Jesus is all I need. I mean, I mean, he's enough. I've fallen and I can't get up. There's a famous catchphrase from the late 80s and the early 90s in a popular culture when it was advertising a safety pendulum called Life Call. And it showed this woman, it was designed for seniors or people who were disabled who had fallen and could not get up to reach the telephone. They were back before we had cell phones, see, because now they, now they people keep their cell phone with them all the time, so, but it was before then, and, if, and they couldn't reach it, so they could press a button on this, on that pendulum, and it would send a call to the emergency so they could get some help. And, 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 and the lady, uh, by the name of Sister Edith Floor was the lady in the commercial Mrs. Fletcher and she said I've fallen and I can't get up now if you remember that commercial you just dated yourself amen now, you, the young folk amen <laughs> amen amen if you remember that commercial <laughs> And and uh, and she was and, and they would show her falling and reaching and then they would show her matching the pendulum and and help would come. However, in this sad reality, many Christians today are struggling with all kinds of physical and emotional and spiritual challenges from addictions. To, as I said earlier, suicide. They have fallen and they can't get up. But the good news is, if the chief shepherd is your shepherd, you can get up. Amen. That, that's the good news. That's, that, that's the good news of, 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 of this text this morning. First of all, I want to talk about is God's restoration. See, uh, uh, God's restoration. And I'm trying to figure out a good thing for restoration because no creature will lose itself sooner than sheep and Christians. Uh, we are so easily to go astray. And so we need restoration. Show, show them what I'm talking about, restoration. They need, I, I'm thinking about the men this morning. See that, amen. Every man finna say amen right now. That 55 Chevrolet restored, restoration. That thing is clean, boy. boy I lost my thought. Boy, I like, hell. Boy, Brother Kenny, amen. What he, he got, amen. That, that's what... That's what God will do. He will restore us. 
because we all are wanderers. The Bible is filled with men because all of us have the propensity and the proclivity to wander. Men like Jacob, men like Samson, men like David, men like Paul, men like B.W. McClendon, and I bet I could add some of your names to the list of people who have, who deeply love God, but at times they wandered from God. They, they doubted God. Can God really do what he said? Can God really restore my broken heart? There's somebody doubting this morning. Say, I, 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 didn't think, I didn't think it would ever be like this. Can God really restore my life? Can God really restore my marriage? Uh, that's why our vision for our church help save marriages because some people have some tough time in these marriages. And let me tell you what, if you mess around, don't marry a sheep, and you mess around, marry a goat, you got some problems on your hand. And uh, there are some, and, uh, but he can restore your marriage. Amen. <laughs> amen. 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 And then if you're not happy as married folk, listen, please. If you're not happy as a married person, play like you're happy. Amen. Amen. You, you, amen. Fake it till you make it. Play like you're happy. Amen. At least in front of the children, you play like you're happy. Oh, I love her. Oh, I love her. Mm, you know. But he can restore it. He can restore singles who feel like they have been passed up because they are not married. Amen. They, and they feel like life has passed them by. You know? Our teenagers, our young adults, who feel like they're trying to get overnight what it took mom and dad 20, 30, 40 years to get. And then they get in debt and then next thing comes is divorce. But, but God can restore your wandering spirit. The reason why so many sheep wander is because they get away from the shepherd. See, they, they start looking. They think there's something better than what the shepherd have to offer. Amen. That's why a lot of marriages get in trouble. You look across, see some, somebody else's wife. You say, boy, uh-huh. Yes, sir, reedy dee dee. da da doo doo Da, da, da. Yeah. You see somebody else 55 Chevrolet and you and, uh, and, and, and you start thinking that somebody else is better than what you have. That's why a lot of people get confused in churches. That's why y'all think, hey, 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 wherever you go, you're gonna find problems. And whoever you married to, because most surveys show that seven years after divorce, most people divorce are saying they wish they had stayed with the original, original idiot. I mean, original person. <laughs> Amen. Because we have to learn the sheep wonders because they become discontented. They start wandering away and nibbling away from the shepherd. See, that was wrong now. They, Paul said in Philippians 4, 11, he said, I've learned whatever state I'm in to be content. And, and, and sheep like us, we'll start wandering away. We start nibbling away. We think the grass is greener 
on the other side of the fence and it could be greener, but it could also be built on a garbage dump. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, learn how to be content. Stop nibbling, stop. You're wondering. I have members who have left the church and pastor, I'll be back when I get it together and they never get back because sheep cannot restore themselves. See, Philip Keller in his book, The Shepherd Talks Call You, the subject cast down. And, and, and cast down means the fact that a sheep, uh, when they fall on their backs, cannot get up themselves. And matter of fact, the sheep body, if that sheep falls on his back with wool and start trying to get up on his own, the gases in that sheep body will produce gas and it will destroy his extremity, his limbs. He can't even move. And so the shepherd is always looking for those sheep who have wandered off and have been cast down. <laughs> because a sheep cannot restore itself. Once that sheep fall on its back, bad, bad, it cannot, and that's why Jesus in Luke chapter 15, verses three through seven, talks about the shepherd, the shepherd leaving the 90 and the nine, going looking for that one sheep. Because not only is the shepherd looking for a sheep that's cast down, but other predators, lions, wolves, bears, are also looking for that sheep. Not only is Jesus looking for you, the devil is trying to get you. Amen. Jesus said in John 10, 10, the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And so the shepherd is looking. That, that, sh that shepherd went out and left the nine and the nine. And Peter said, First Peter 5, 8, you got to cast all your cares upon him because he cares for you. And you got to be sober and vigilant because the devil has a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. That's why you start talking to folk, you find out there are people sitting in the pew. There are people who don't come to church no more that used to preach. Amen. I was getting gas the other night and dude stopped me and I knew he wanted some money so I already reached in my pocket. And you know, he's a, he's a, he would tell I, I knew right off the bat he was ex-preacher. You know, he had his backpack. He said, hey, what's going on? He said, hey, what's happening? Sharp man talking to me. So you know he got my attention. Who you talking? Yeah. <laughs> so I knew right then this dude, this dude knew how to talk. He said, I know you're a blessed man. He smiled and I said, yeah. He said, uh, he said, uh, can you help me? I said, yeah, I'll help you. I reached my pocket and gave him, I think, before I, I gave him $5, I think, and uh, he started singing. And so we at the gas pump singing. I don't know if he started singing, oh, 100, God, me, oh, Then I joined in, great, gee, amen. <laughs> And, and, I, and, and, he, and he told me that he used to be in the church. There's a whole lot of people on those streets here in Austin that have wandered off. 
bought up in church. You don't believe me, sometimes you're not here. You stop and talk to some of these people who are on the streets. But they wandered off. They start nibbling. Go to some nightclub. Well, I shouldn't tell you that. Some of y'all going anyway. But you go, somebody shouldn't even say that. I'm here doing research because pastor told us to go. Because <laughs> some of y'all looking for an excuse. I'm just going. I wasn't planning on coming, but pastor told me to go. Hey, hey, I, you, go, you go to happy hour. There are some people at happy hour really know the joy of the Lord. But they nibble off. And they need to be restored. That's why I don't judge people. You don't know what's in people's heart. And they just nibble off. That's why that shepherd went looking for him fast. Now notice the shepherd, the father did not go after that boy. See, you only go after sheep. People, if they leave on their own, let them come back on their own. See, what's wrong nowadays, especially a lot of mothers. I just got another book by John Lee entitled Breaking the Mother-Son Dynamic. Some of you mothers are running these grown boys down. Amen. And then some of y'all hold on to these old dead-end relationships. If somebody want to leave you, let them go. Well, amen. Well, bless his name. I ain't give one or two hand claps. Amen. Because let me tell you what. My mama taught us there are some other fish in the sea. And another bus will come along. This one might be air-conditioned. And you trying to hold on to nothing. Well, bless his name. He, he, he restored my soul. I don't have time to deal with the difference between the soul and the spirit, but David used a Hebrew term, meaning restore means to turn back, to return. And that's why I told you earlier, God can restore that old messed up marriage. He can restore that old messed up fellowship. That's why David said, Psalms 51 and 12, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. God is a restorer. He can, he can, he can bring the joy back. That was wrong a whole lot of Christians. That's why some of you Christians, listen, y'all so dry. You can, some of y'all dry than a dust on a peanut, just dry, you know. And some of y'all used to shout, used to sing in the choir, Used to even try to speak in tongues. Hey, hey, mama, hey! And now you just come to church, if you come, and just... <laughs> checking your phone. Because you need to be restored. He restoreth my soul. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Life will, life will hurt you. But he'll read. When you start nibbling off, and some of y'all thought you had a good deal and it turned into an ordeal. Amen. And now you're looking for a new deal. If I just, if I could turn back the hands of time, amen. But God is a restorer. That's the good news. I don't care what addiction you have. I don't care how messed up you are. God is a restorer. He can restore your soul. Yes, sir. And then secondly, not only is he restored, man, that's why I think that, because there's a lot of drip-dried looking saints. Man, we blessed. Amen. 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 Well, blessed the Lord. We, we are blessed. And that's why I tell in the class this morning, we've given our kids everything but the shepherd. 
We got a bunch of small, rotten rascals running around here, unthankful, ungrateful, and you done broke your neck trying to give them what you didn't have. And I didn't know we was poor until I got to college, but my mother drug us to church and, and exposed us to the shepherd. He restores my soul. And then, and then, and then secondly, and, and, and secondly and finally, verse 3, 4 says, for God's reputation. Look, at look. he said. He, he restores my soul. That means mean give you some joy back. Amen. Amen. When last time you just cut loose? Hey! See, but see, some of y'all too caught up in the world. Y'all too earthbound. To, you're, you're sick. And, he, and then he said, he restores my soul. And he leadeth me. Watch this. In the paths of righteousness. Get this. For his namesake. For his reputation. The Lord also provide guidance to keep us from straying away. Amen. That, he, he, come here, come here, come here, Pastor. Come here, Pastor Sweeney. Come here. Come here. Come here right quick. Last time I used it. Come here. Amen. He, he, he leaded me. Amen. Amen. I want you to be. I want you to be the great shepherd. Just turn, just start walking. I'm gonna follow you. Just turn around, and start walking. See, he leads me. See, that's what happens when you're following the Lord. See, I'm following him. I ain't got to, you know. I'm following him. He leads me. Yes, sir. Wherever he go, he leads me. God, thank you, Reverend. See, see, see. What, what? The reason why some of y'all can't shout, you're trying to lead yourself. See you. See, you can't, but see, come, come walk back across. I'm gonna walk, walk back over there. I'm gonna walk behind. Go, ahead, go back again. See, while I'm following him, I got time to say amen. I can praise the Lord because I'm following my shepherd. Hallelujah. I ain't trying to do it on my own. I ain't trying to, I'm just following my shepherd. And where he leads me, I'm gonna follow. Thank you, man. See, see, he leadeth me. See, see. I don't have to go to no fortune teller, I don't have to go to no hoochie coochie doctor. I don't need nobody to try to read my palm. Because he leading me. <laughs> he leading me. God faithfully leads those who trust him. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him. And he shall direct your path. I'm here in Austin, Texas at the St. James Missionary Baptist Church, their community, because God directed me here. This is my fourth church, and wherever God, wherever God lead me, this is my fourth church. He led me to Canaan and Marshall, then St. Paul in Longview, then Bethlehem in Terrell, then he led me here. You can trust God. Amen. Stop trying to figure out yourself. Follow the shepherd. He, he, not only, and, and, and even better news and all that, he leads us in the paths of righteousness. See, God's not going to be leading you to no clubs. <laughs> That's not righteous. He's not going to be leading you to a hotel room except with your wife. He 
he's not going to be leading you to curse somebody out. That's not his righteousness. He's not leading you to hate somebody or resent somebody. He leaded us in the path of righteousness. Romans chapter 10, verses 1, 2, and 3, Paul talks about, for they went about to establish their own righteousness and have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. Isaiah said, our righteousness is nothing but filthy rags in the eyesight of God. And he leads me in the paths of righteousness. That's why a lot of folk don't want to talk the Bible because some of this stuff, God ain't leading you that mess. That's why they don't want to talk. That's why a lot of folk miss church. They don't want to be told they've been, they, they following themselves. Amen. Because mistreating your wife, you ain't being led by God. I, I, I put her out. That's not God. Amen. I just left the church. That's not God. He's not leading you like that. He's going to lead you into what is right and righteousness. Well, bless his name. Get a little quiet right here. Amen. You, amen. Stop telling all these lies. Talking about the Lord told me. The Lord ain't told you that. If it's not in his book, if it's not leading you, he's not leading you to do no mess. He leadeth me. In the paths of righteousness. Somebody say righteousness. Stop all this fooling. You better, that's why folk don't want to talk to you about the Bible. They want to talk about Trump. Let's talk about this book. Amen. Amen. You need to get trumped up on this book. Amen. God ain't leading you to hate nobody. I just hate. Now, that's not God. God leading me into the paths of righteousness. Well, bless his name. And then he do it. For his name's sake. Philip Keller in his book, The Shepherd, look at Psalms 23, says, The shepherd raises the sheep for their wool, and he would then lead them to the market to sell their coats, but the shepherd would choose his path carefully. If he showed up with wounded or maimed sheep, it would hurt his profit. So he would lead his sheep in straight paths to the marketplace. And but, be, but at some point, the merchants would no longer examine the sheep. They would just accept them on the reputation of the shepherd. For his name's sake. You see, the Lord lead us in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. His reputation is at stake. His word is on the line. Albert Einstein's wife was asked, did she understand her husband's theory of relativity? And Sister Einstein said, no, I don't. She replied, but I know my husband, if he said it's true, you can trust him. And that's the way it is with us who believe God. I don't always understand what God is doing, but I can trust him. Amen. 
Because whatever he does, he's going to do it for his glory and for our good. He, he does it for his namesake. Whatever you have, God gave it to you for his, so you can brag on God. See, so you can talk about how good God is. God put us in bind sometime and he bring us out so that we can brag on God. In life, sometimes we be sick. Sometimes we have the death of loved ones. Sometimes we go through valleys and I'll deal with that next Sunday. But he brings us out so we can brag on him. I'm here because God did it. And he did it for his name's sake. Yes, sir. That's why we celebrate. No, no. The, uh, Shakespeare, William Shakespeare said, that there's nothing in a name. Shakespeare said, a rose by any other name would still smell sweet as a rose. Well, Mr. Shakespeare, you might have got your little poetry right, but your theology is jacked up. That is a name that is above every name. Hey, man, that, that, that name in in, in the Old Testament, he's called Elohim. He's called Jehovah. He's called Jehovah Nisi. He's called Jehovah Jireh. He's called Jehovah Raha. He's called Jehovah Shabbat. He's called Elohim. He's called El Shaddai. And, and if you forget full name, there is one name that is above every name and that is the name of Jesus he restores my soul for his name's sake yes he gonna do it for his name's sake what the devil meant for evil God turned it around for good for his name's sake if you don't have a test you never have a testimony and if I never had any problems I wouldn't know that God could solve them and through it all I've learned how to trust I've learned how to depend upon his word you see some of us shout because he's been mighty good to us for his name's sake the devil my daddy died when I was seven months old and left my mama with 12 children 10 of us at home but Ora raised us in the church and here I am for his name's sake that name is Jesus and he will do his will that name is Jesus whatever you need you can call on that name and he's doing it for his name's sake don't get it twisted don't think you that good of a preacher or singer whatever you are doing he bless you to do it for his name's sake whatever job you have whatever clothes you have he bless you with it for his name's sake so you can open your big 
mouth every now and then and tell him thank you for your name's sake. He saved me. He's filled me. He's keeping me for your name's sake. Somebody say yes. There is a name I love to hear. It sounds like music in my ear. Jesus is his name. And he gonna do it for his name's sake. For his name's sake. For his name's sake. He restores my soul. For his name's sake. Somebody say yeah. Yeah. Somebody say yeah. For your name's sake, I was going down for the last time, but he picked me up, turned me around for his name's sake. Yes, yes, for your name's sake. Yeah, 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 for his name's sake. Thank you. I've fallen and I can't get up, but there is a man who can pick you up. I was sinking deep in sin far from the peaceful shore badly staying within sinking the rise no more but the master of the sea he heard my despairing cry and from the water he lifted me now save am I love lifted me when nothing else could have love lifted me for his name's sake so that's why I shout when I feel like shouting cause you don't know how he restored my soul you don't know what he done for me yes yes yeah I know you know hallelujah for his name's sake for his name's sake healing for his name's sake deliverance for his name's sake whatever need he will supply and he's gonna do it for his name's sake and his name is not Baptist his name is not Methodist his name is not black or white but his name is Jesus yes Restore my soul, yes, guide me, yes, he will, he will, for his, he restores my soul, I've fallen, and you can't get up, but there is a man in town, 
that can pick you up turn you around and he'll place your feet on solid ground he restores my soul and he leads me paths of righteousness why for his namesake not about you I don't care what your name is but there's only one name and that name is Jesus and at the name of Jesus that's why I've already bowed at the name if you don't bow now you will bow at the name of Jesus every knee is gonna bow every tongue gonna confess that Jesus Christ he is Lord hallelujah